Hey guys, before we get started today, we wanted to take a minute to thank you, the listener, for tuning in and proving you have a growth mindset. Our mission is to curate information from the top influencers around the world. We provide you with real, actionable steps on how to improve in all areas of your life, whether you own a business, are a C-suite exec, have an entrepreneurial mindset, or you're just starting your journey of self-development. Professional development is all about growth, and if you're not growing, you're dying. If you enjoy this content, please help us help others by liking, sharing, and subscribing. Here we go. Hey guys, welcome to the Professional Development Podcast. Today is Wednesday, September 1st. And Brad reminded me, it's it's the start of Q4. That's it. Q4 starts October 1st. So Brad Does was it? wrong. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, and I failed on fact-checking. <laughs> uh, I didn't get a chance to say anything. October, November, December. Yeah, ah, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing yeah. I didn't make it's a post about that on the, on the old internet. <laughs> it started the third third. Of the year. Yeah. It is the third third. It's the third. That's what we were talking <laughs> about. The third month of the third quarter. <laughs> I told you the third. What? I told you the third. You weren't listening the to third. Brad at all. Yeah. What? The third third? Yeah. You did not see <laughs> I did not hear that. No. Um, so today we're going to talk about how to start a business. We got a lot to go through, but I figured, Bobby, shut that thing up, dude. First rule Damn of it. podcasting oh, is shoot. turn off all Silence man, your shit. Yeah. I usually, I mean, my bad. We've actually got, um, and we're going to shoot the shit for a little bit. We've actually got, Dan's out. He had a shit ton going on with work, but we've got something new that's going to happen every time that Rich is here. Rich has got a microphone. Rich, say what's up to everybody. What's up, everybody? So, <laughs> so Rich is the man. Rich is the guy that cuts our shit up, that makes us, uh, basically takes us from like, shitty sounding and like no nothing nothing to like mediocre at best yeah. right we'll which is a big mediocre. it's a big leap like those sounds that you just heard in the background that i have to take out later now i get to yell about basically yeah. <laughs> are you talking about the squeaking sound i'm talking about the phones going off oh, on the yeah. computer. you actually take that out sometimes oh, it depends cool. well, we'll find out so uh so yeah we're happy to have rich what uh what is going on? What's up with you guys? I mean, uh, uh, go ahead. No, you're good. I no. had I had a crazy first day of I sent my daughter to preschool, sent her off into the real world today. So she turns five tomorrow. And man, I tell you what, kids like like my kids make me emotional. Like yeah. seeing you my turn little into such a pussy when it comes to your kids. I do, man. <laughs> like such a pussy. <laughs> But man, like I, so I like took off this morning, which is a freedom of starting your own business mm -hmm. and, you know, sent her off down the hallway and she's crying and I'm just like, this sucks. I don't want you, I, you don't have to go into the real world. Just come back to dad. We'll go to Chuck E. Cheese or something. <laughs> but yeah, so big day for us and the family sent the first kid off into the real world. That's a That's big awesome. day. You look, I mean, rarely do I ever see like you smiling and just like look, look super happy. And it's just like, like well, there's a I genuine see, smile. Yeah, like a genuine smile. <laughs> yes, uh, and you look—I don't know what the word is to describe it—but you look like you have a heart. If you were a chick, you'd totally fuck me right now. Yes. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> you look vulnerable. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's well. That's how we know uh, what Matt's looking for. There we go. If you're vulnerable, he's down. Exactly. So, Bobby, you got anything? Uh, I mean, nothing crazy, man. Uh, just I've just been working a ton. Uh, Shelby got washed uh, washed up here from uh, Hurricane Ida, so she's been uh, here bunkered down since Saturday. So, so oh, she's she's here in yeah. the STL. 
She's here, man. Yeah, that she means was, lots of sexy uh, time. Uh, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> um, I, so she came up here Saturday uh, and got washed out. They're, they've been at, without power there uh, for a while now. For I mean, since Sunday, whenever that hit. So um, she's in town, man. She'll be here until uh, we leave for California. Oh, cool. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, How so about you? I started phase one today. So of seventy five hard. Of, sorry, yeah, seventy. Yeah, the next phase of seventy five hard transition. Phase one. So um, it's been a hectic day. Woke up a little earlier, but everything's been smooth. But I'm also like, I'm always questioning my priorities yeah. when I go through this. But the the three critical tasks that I add are all, for the most part, focused in the same area around business and finances. So that's going well. Um, You're getting some Snapchat ads of booty shaking. So okay, so yeah, I get. Uh, random Snapchat ads, and and I was talking to. Okay, apparently. first of all, for the guy that doesn't have Snapchat, okay. When you're saying ads, you don't mean like an advertisement. You mean like a chick adding you. Yes. Okay. A, a okay. person adding okay. you to like their list of just had to make sure they there. can send Snapchats back and forth to. And so it's like I'll get them randomly, and it's just like I feel like it. It's usually people from my phone book or whatever, and it's like I've been getting a good amount of just like weird random ads, and. Like one of them was just I accepted before I started playing volleyball and then played volleyball for two hours and then came back to my car and it was like I'd say a good six minutes of Snapchat straight of her just like shaking her ass and like I think did you throw, watch the full six minutes? No, okay. no, it was I was in public like so. three minutes. He yeah. only needed <laughs> three minutes. <Yes. laughs> just jetted through it after thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then some are just like people that'll just say hey. Like and that's and then like try to try to start up a conversation. I'm like, do I know you? They're like, no, not really. Or some there's been one person that acted like they did know me, and then and then asked you to send them money. And then they'll uh, and then they'll randomly start sending me pictures. And then the pictures look like they have a phone in front of a uh, computer, like super pixelated. Like it just like so. Yeah, I've got this theory that it you know not that there's. I'm not. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this, but like I have a theory that it's just gay guys that are like trying to cop some dick pics from some random. Have you thought about like calling their bluff? <laughs> Me? Yeah. Like send one. Just send a dick pic. Yeah. Maybe you long. could. Maybe you could look up pictures of dick pics and then send them the pixelated picture yeah. of a dick. So. What? And then you'll find out. <laughs> then you'll find out if your theory is true. Yeah. Okay. Maybe they'll really appreciate it. Well, I'm not going to send them my dick. Um, we'll send them someone else's. No. 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 <laughs> I, I just, I'm just going to stop uh, accepting these people. <laughs> I think that's the goal. That's that's going to be a, a good thing. Yeah. Well, oh, but one turn downs, one never had, Matt. Yep. I'm also off of dating apps. Uh, during, oh, during phase one. Oh, oh during phase I one. I was I like in a relationship. I thought maybe yeah, that's what I was thinking. There's a little special somebody. No, no. no. Just need no no distractions. Just no distractions. Like we're just going gung ho on the business. On that would be so hard pod. for me if I was single. Yeah, I mean it's and you got a big week next week though. I feel like like doing phase one. We'll be in California. Yeah. Oh, dude. Like that's a lot. Hinge would be sick in California. Chicks are so hot in California. It's it's stupid. Maybe you could just like. Well, luckily browse. I didn't actually add it to my. Maybe I'll re-download it. Yeah. I mean, do next, it. next month. And like, we're going to get a picture Look like forward eating to those Nobu and stuff. Like, that'd be like a solid profile. Yeah. Good call. All right. Well, especially after we win that doubles tournament, you're going to want a good ad pick. Dude, I'm pumped for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, 
So that's it. I, that's all I got. You guys got anything? No. Okay. Let's, let's so um, I think the goal of today <clears throat> is we're going to talk from like Brad Mai's perspective. It's going to be, why did you start a business? And we know Bobby uh, is going to be starting a business, like a side business at some point down the road that he's kind of been talking about. So it's, um, why did we start it? Bobby, why are you looking to start a business? Uh, we'll talk about his entrepreneurship, uh, like the entrepreneurship bug innate or can it be developed? And then what are some of the most important things that you need to consider when thinking about starting a business? So what quotes do we have? I got one here from, uh, I got a couple from Gary Vee that I liked. Uh, <laughs> some simple ones, right? One of his is everything takes longer than you think. Uh, a lot of people want that instant gratification now, especially with social media, click a button, get a like, um, I check it constantly. And then the other one that I like as a follow-up to that is the his his other one is the quotes are simple, the execution is hard. So oh, you yeah. can talk about quotes all day, but it's just going out and uh, making it happen. That's a good one, actually. Uh, the one I got is from somebody very strange. It's from Dave Thomas, the founder of Wendy's. Okay. Mm. And his was, what do you need to start a business? Three simple things. Know your product better than anyone. Know your customer and have a burning desire to succeed. So a little something different off the... That's good. Yeah. Love it. Dave Thomas, huh? Yeah. Baconator, so, baby. What was that? <laughs> the Baconator. <laughs> the Baconator. Yeah. So <clears throat> mine is uh, pretty straightforward. And I, I typically, I think I avoid Gary V quotes for the most part, but this one is pretty spot on. There's never been a better time in the history of time than right now to start a business. Yeah. And it is so fucking true. It's like there's so many resources out there. There's so many opportunities. There's so many up and coming industries that it's like you can literally start a business doing anything if you just decide to do it and put time and effort towards it. And I, so this is related, not related. I always compare like people who are like, oh, it's not the right time for me to start a business to having kids. Like it's never ever the right time to have a kid because first of all, you don't know what the fuck you're going to do and this little alien comes out, but, yeah. you, but you figure it out. And it's the same thing with a business. Like once you start it, you're kind of, you, you got to fucking figure it out. Committed. You yeah. know, or you're fucked. So right. it's like you either want to do it or you don't. Yep, but it's that feeling of being fucked that usually motivates you yeah. into figuring it out. Exactly. And that's how you get to have a kid. And that's how yeah, you get exactly. Fun. Yep. All right. I'm Bobby might be a dad in nine months. <laughs> Hurricane Ida. Call her Ida. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. That'd be great. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. I'm not ready. <laughs> do, you guys, say. Do, you, do you guys have uh, any books or podcasts or anything to suggest for people thinking about starting uh, their own business? I have one just from, uh, and I I read most of this. I honestly didn't finish it, but uh, Gary V. Once again, a lot of Gary V. stuff. He talks all the time about starting your own business, and mm -hmm. it's his. Uh, I think it's his most recent one. Still, is the Crushing It book. Yeah, I read that. I one. mean, talking yeah. a lot about all the different, re like you said, Matt, all the different resources that we have nowadays to to start one. There's a need for just about everything. It's a matter of being solution focused. Where where's there a need? Where's there a problem? And is there a is there an opportunity for a product? I actually didn't have any just because I figured if you want to start a business and you follow any sort of influencers, they're going to tell you. They'll tell you. Start a business. Yeah. So I had the four-hour work week, which is one of my favorites I always reference. And then I literally just put listen to Gary Vee. Yeah. Like all the shit that he says, there's a lot of truth to it. Also, um, even though I, I'm on and off with Gary Vee, it's like sometimes I would just go back to him whenever I was thinking about starting a business and just listen to him. Like He's a lot sometimes. Tell me to stop being a bitch. Yeah. yeah. You no, know, he's so much sometimes. That's yeah. why it's like you can only take, I can only take him in a certain amount of doses. Yeah. But uh, 
But yeah, I mean, if you're looking for motivation, go to Gary Vee and some practical shit too. I think that's the same way for a lot of influencers. I know I've I've gone on some really big Frisella kicks and then yeah. I'm like, ah, I can't, just can't handle, I can't handle him right now. Yeah. With, yeah. Like he's, every single podcast is political. Yeah. Um, and I want, I want some content on, around business, right? So I think it's a matter of picking, like you go on ebbs and flows, like pick different podcasts. You don't need to absorb yeah. all the different content out there. Yep. So Brad, why did you decide to start your own business? So I was born into, you know, uh, entrepreneurial family, essentially. So I kind of always knew that I wanted to start a business or um, that I would take over my dad's company. And so in the process, you know, part of the deal of when I was racing is I had to go to college. So in college, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to take business. Duh. But at Webster, they actually had an entrepreneurship certificate. So I'm like, okay, well, this is what I want to do. Like I knew early on, you know, not early on, that was 10 years ago, mm. that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to own my own business, whether I was taking over his or doing my own. And, you know, my, my deal I'm doing now kind of started out as a side hustle, which I think most businesses probably do. And it got to the point where I'm like, hey, I'm making some money here. You know, what do we have to do to make this a real business? And... Um, me and my dad kind of had a discussion. It was like, you know, do you want to take over my business or do you want to chase this? And I'm like, well, what do you think? And he's basically said, you like what you're doing, right? Like, this is a passion. Yep. And the answer was yes. And that's kind of like the fork in the road for me that, you know, I, I didn't go cut grass. I kind of went and started building parts. Yep. So that's kind of why I did it. That's pretty awesome. So Bobby, um, why are you considering starting a side business when things are going so well at Affleck? Yeah, so uh, I think it, like the control is a big thing. And I, I have a lot of that right now in within my organization with Aflac. And at the end of the day, there still are there still are people that I report into. Like I'm gonna hop off here to go do a reporting call at five fifteen because it's the it's the third month of the third quarter. There and you this go. is our yeah. busiest time of year. Right? <laughs> that's what Brad was talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what Brad said from the get-go. busiest time of the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it really is uh, the busiest time of the year for us. And we we do a lot of daily reporting. Um and I think not that I want to get away from that because it is something that um I've built up quite a bit of success there. I have a lot of renewals that pay me, which is awesome. But at the same time, uh if I can get to a point where I ultimately really do have no one to report into except for clients um, and just controlling that customer experience. I think that would be, that sounds a lot more ideal where right now I have people that I report into and customers. So um, by all means, anyone who's uh, with Aflac listening to this, this isn't me saying, hey, I'm, I'm <laughs> stopping anytime soon. But uh, like a side hustle is something that I've been thinking about here for honestly, since I've been doing the podcast with you guys. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Any ideas? Nothing like set in stone. I know that um, I'd, I'd love to do some speaking engagements around just my story with sobriety. Um, I want to help people. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if there's a big money-making opportunity with that. However, I'd, I want to be able to give back. And I think that'd be a really cool place to start. Um, and from there, like, I mean, as far as like a product goes, I don't know what I would put out, but yeah. I think that I do have some good knowledge whenever it comes to on the sales side of things, <clears throat> um, training people, training leaders, and how to um, basically transfer that skill set. So I think there's some opportunities there. It's just a matter of, all right, what am I really good at? And then go all in. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. How about you, Matt? So, Why'd you decide to start your business? So um, I guess I, I guess I'll start with like, I, I was pretty much always good at any job 
but I was never a Bragger. great boy. I was like, oh, sorry. No, not any job. There was one job I got fired from and I was god awful at it. I got fired within a month. But like for the most part, I was pretty good at jobs, but I was always not the greatest employee. Um, and I realized later that it's like, I don't know. I tried finding this quote and I can't find who it was, but it just resonated with me. It was, I'll never work harder for anyone than I will for myself. Exactly. And it's just the truth. It's like, I like what I'm doing now, the hours that I'm putting in now, it's like, I would have never fucking done that. Um, no, you saw the clock at five, you were... You're out. I was checking the clock every fucking couple of hours to like see yeah. how many, how much time to lunch, right? Yeah. How much time do I go home? Like every fucking time. And now I never do that. Um, so I, um, let's see. So one of the things that happened was I worked at a firm and I found out that like I was doing all the work, bringing in all the sales, selling, like matching clients with candidates, creating the relationship, building the relationship, maintaining all of that shit. Uh, and they were taking 75% of the money. Yeah. And that's when I, like, definitely it was just like, huh, this kind of seems weird. And all they were doing was providing me with, like, a desk and an upgraded LinkedIn account. And then um, I was fired from, I was fired from, like, half my corporate jobs, actually. But, like, I was fired from one uh, that left me in a really shitty financial, I left myself in a shitty financial position, but put me even further into that. And then I remember I had to move back. It's when I had to move back in with my mom, and I was just like, that's when I finally put pen to paper and was like, what do I need to do to actually start a recruitment company? Like, what are the things that I need? And I was just like, okay, laptop, yeah. uh, phone, LinkedIn. And I was like, wait. That's it. What? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Like, that's, <laughs> Let's go. That's connection. Like, legitimately all. And so I thought about it. Then I got the job at Nestle Purina. And then real, realistically, I was, I was hoping Dan was here. Um, Dan was the first conversation that started this snowball of me having like 30 to 40 other conversations around people that started their own deal um, and me eventually branching out. So uh, money was a motivator, um, realizing that I'm not going to work harder for anyone myself. Also freedom, you know, especially that first year, I was like, I want to be able to do what I want and not have to fucking report to anybody yeah. because that's what always got me in trouble. I feel like if you don't have to ask somebody for time off for vacation, that means you're you're doing okay. Yes, you know, 100%. Because, I mean, there's employees that work really good jobs that they can just go on fucking vacation if they want, but that's not everybody. Yeah, you know? if you've got actual freedom. Yeah. Yeah. There's people, there, well, there was that one uh, video on Instagram that was like uh, like asking, like requesting PTO, yeah. like PTO denied. And then he was like, well, looks like I'm taking a sick day then. <laughs> like, you think I didn't have a fucking backup plan? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so what were the biggest struggles what you went through from the get-go, Brad? Like what like what were the biggest hurdles and uh I guess biggest points that you had to get over? I mean, for me, I've been super fortunate that I've had my dad in my corner the whole time that's like already a super successful guy that's literally learned the hard way. And like every time that I've veered from his advice has been a learning lesson because he already knew it was going to fail, but he let me go through that process. Yep. So for me, the the biggest thing that I deal with that, that is still an issue today is probably employment of taking that risk of hiring another person. And then also just like scheduling. Like I'm horrible at it. Like, I mean, I've got jobs that come in and I'll like write it on a piece of paper and then 
I go run a machine and I come walking back and like that paper flew off the desk and then I don't know about it again for another week until they email me like, oh, how's our shit looking? And I'm like, fuck. So those are the things that I deal with that are my biggest hurdles along with bookkeeping, which my wife has now officially taken over as of last week. There's been a lot of talking about it, but now it's officially like she's in charge of QuickBooks. Like it's yours. Take nice. care of it. So that's a good feeling. Yeah. I just started like really, really getting into QuickBooks. Like, you I know, hate it. And having to do everything. And it's going to save me a fuck so much time in tax season. But Bob, what a, right now, obviously you're super busy with work, but what are the biggest things holding you back? Man, I, I mean, that's probably one of the biggest things is is time. I, I think, and, but I think it also comes down to being intentional with your time too. We, we talk a lot about that um, just with people <clears throat> right now that are working with Aflac is um, being intentional. So, that's probably the biggest thing is um, some of the restrictions on time. What are you spending that time doing? Is it in that free time after after work? Are you going to exercise? Are you spending that time with family? Are you taking that time to say, all right, I'm going to develop that side hustle? So it's just a matter of figuring out what you should be spending your time doing and then um, working on that. So right now it's been a lot of, I mean, my physical health, it's, it's not taking a back seat, but it's not been worked on as hard as it has been in the past. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of it's been poured into this new position with Aflac. So I, I think that's the biggest thing that holds a lot of people back is the perceived amount of time, but it's also people auditing their time and figuring out, okay, what am I spending yeah. my time actually doing? Yeah. And we actually have for the, the third quarter of the third month, that's what right. we have right now is we have a, a time block sheet of 30 minutes from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. and having people fill out what they're doing in those 30 minutes. That's blocks. pretty tight, even 30 minutes. Dude, and it's yeah. like, all right, what did you do there? Were you on fucking Facebook? Were you scrolling yeah. on Instagram? Were you swiping on on dudes, swiping on chicks? Um, or Who's were, swiping were you, on dudes? I don't know. There's girls in our office. <laughs> oh, they could be swiping you, on dudes. I thought you were talking about you and Matt. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not swiping anymore. Or rich. I don't know. I just, I just swipe on QuickBooks now. Personal, business, personal. You, business. you never, also, you never know nowadays. Like, that's right. There's uh, uh, one of the, in one of the states, I forget what, which one it was, the Miss, whatever that state was. Oh, was it, yeah. was a trainee. Yeah. Was a straight up. Uh, I mean, would you? No. If it was post op? No. Okay. Uh, I was, what if you didn't know till afterwards? Would you be pissed though? Uh, fucking livid. Yes. <laughs> That'd be pretty That'd awesome. That'd be such actually. a fucking story. Though. <laughs> that That'd would be, make for a great shoot the shit. That'd be, be an entire episode. Utah, or this, Mr. Utah. This is why, like, you guys, like, Brad, you and Dan are kind of like, man, dude, like, what a time to be single. It's like, also, what a fucking time to yeah, be single. It's true. Like, you, don't, you know. don't know. You don't know. You might have already. No. No. You don't know. No. He'll never know. I guess He'll you're never right. Know. I guess you're right. <laughs> you don't know. You might need to audit that. That took a turn. Fuck. All right. Rich, cut that out. Thanks. Nah, Rich, keep it. I think you can say everything you're saying. You just can't say it as sternly as you're saying it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it hasn't happened. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um, Very defensive. Anyway, trannies. Um, so what, are, what were we even talking about? Struggles. Struggles. Trannies. Yeah. <laughs> trannies, time constraints. No. Same thing. So um, biggest struggles for me, one was just pulling the trigger. I was super hesitant to. I needed to talk to like 40 different people. Um, <clears throat> I struggled to find my first real client um, because, and it was ultimately because I didn't set an end date. Like I knew, everybody knew that eventually I was going to leave and do my own thing. And I never set an end date or really, I guess, like a, a start date. 
for when I was going to do my shit. And, um, and then I just like, I remember coming in one Monday and I was like, I cannot fucking believe I'm here like reporting to working for somebody it, else. Yeah, re- yeah. Just like reporting to anybody. Right. Yeah. I loved my manager at, um, and everybody was awesome at Purina, but I was just like, I literally walked in to her office. I was like, Hey, like putting in, you know, my notice like a two months, right. Yeah. Or whatever it is. And she was like, well, when's your, you know, when's your end date going to be? I was like, I, I have no idea. And so we like sat there, like I just gave it. Mm-hmm. And then it was like two months out or whatever it was. And then it forced me to start really looking for clients because it became real. And then like two weeks before, probably like three weeks before uh, my last date, I brought on a client, brought on a retained client. And it was like more money than I was making at my corporate job. Yeah. You're like, this is cool. Yes. Yeah. That's and, then I, and then the, that first day I just sat there in the, like the home office and I was like, this is so fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome though. It was, it was super cool. So uh, that being said, what have been the most fulfilling things about owning a business that you've gotten to deal with? For me, this one's easy just because I, I build products that are used on race cars that race all over the United States, Canada, New Zealand, Australia. So for me, I used to be like so excited. Like I'd get an email or not an email, but I'd get an order saying, oh, somebody bought something. And I'd, I'd look and see what state it was. Mm-hmm. And that's how it started off. And I'd be like, oh, cool. So I sold something in fucking Wisconsin today. And now it's like, I've probably sold to like almost every state except for Alaska and Hawaii, let alone that's amazing. two other countries that are halfway across the world. Yep. And then when you see... Some of my clients are racing at literally the highest form of NASCAR. They go and they use my parts and they win a race. And I'm like, I pretty much had nothing to do with you winning that just because you're that fucking good. But my parts were on your car. Yeah. And like, to me, like I get a picture and it's like them staying in victory lane. I'm like, I was a very small percentage of that. And believe it or not, they wouldn't have been there without that part on my, on, on their car. So yeah, to me, that's what's super easy for me. That's badass. But I'm also trying to transition away from that right now. So like, that's going to be like a tricky spot of like, am I going to work too far away from my passion that I won't have that burning desire anymore? Mm-hmm. But money is usually always number one. That's always a, that's yeah. always a good one. Yeah. So, first thing was when I realized that my first year out, I made two times what I made in my corporate gig. Like, that's when I was like, why the fuck did it take me this long? Like, this is so fucking stupid. Um, And then it was hiring my first employee. And then, actually, I had had to think about this. This came up. Getting my my first employee, her first, like, oh shit check. Yeah. um, Because she was a commission recruiter. And it was like, I remember we were going to like we had a little like Christmas party deal, and she's she's like twenty three, twenty four, so her, literally her first job out yeah. of college. And I handed her a check for over ten thousand dollars. Yeah, and she was like, she was like, yeah. yeah, and she was like really like um, appreciative of it, but she also wasn't super motivated by money. She was just like a really good employee and like liked getting her shit done. Even if you're not motivated by money, when you get a big check, you're, when you get a yeah. you're happy. Yes, your yeah. first job out of college, like. Yeah. What it was, it was probably like five months, six months into it. You get a $10,000 check. That's yes. pretty fucking massive. You're you're happy yeah. no matter what. And that was really cool. That was a cool feeling because like you could tell, even though she wasn't money motivated, that she was uh, she was super pumped about that. And then building a team and seeing the culture start to form. We had an outing not too long ago and it was myself, Dan, and everybody else in our office. And it was cool to see how well everyone was clicking and getting along and like you could tell that they were friends outside of work. So being able to build that, even though it's a small team, that's 
that's a fulfilling part to me, like building that type of culture where people want to come into work and people like who they work with. That's fun to me yeah. because I've had jobs where I did like the people I work with and I've had jobs where I fucking hated everybody walking yeah. in there. It's a big difference. It is. Huge. Yep. Um, so now we're going to um, ultimate goal with companies. Bobby, like we'll talk, uh, we'll talk about this a little bit, right? But in like a perfect world, have you given much thought to like, okay, if I could start a business, like I could have Affleck going, I could have these businesses, like what would you want to do? Like, would it just be like the nonprofit side of things and just making the impact and then you just make a boatload of money off of Affleck or would it be like multiple streams of income? I, I mean, I think I see it being something where there's some investment opportunities. I think real estate is something that's really smart to get into, have someone almost manage that for you. Um, I can also get to a point where with Aflac, I I mean, I have a goal to hire a, an employee by October 1st to basically help manage Start our the fourth existing, quarter. Starting the fourth quarter, yeah. correct. Mm -hmm. The first month of the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, have someone that's helping manage our existing book because I actually pulled it up uh, the other day and we have we have 1,500 accounts that I, we work with um, and we have $2.1 million of accounts that have not been touched in over two years. Jeez. There's not been a new application written there. So I'm like, I need to hire someone to manage this book. Um, so that'll be, a, that'll be a nice win um, there. And I think I kind of, um, I went a little bit off the beaten path there, but I would like to do something that's impactful on the nonprofit side of things that helps a lot of different people and would also love to be able to have something that I can invest in and hire it out, um, outsource that to, for someone else to manage. So that ultimately be would be my goal. Okay, cool. So, Brad, what's the ultimate goal for your companies? Um, so, I sent a message to my mom about a week ago. And uh, I said, you guys need to go on some trips and enjoy it. And she's like, oh, but I'm going to miss miss my kids and grandkids. And she goes, would you want to come? And I said, no, because I'm too busy building my fucking empire. And I don't know if that came across as like rude to my own mom. But it's like, man, I'm dedicated right now to like, I want some fucking fuck you money like i yeah. want i want that i want that yacht i want like if i want a plane like probably will never buy a plane but i want to like be able to buy one if i wanted to yeah you know like that's what i want and you know like, we had that mastermind deal out in colorado you know my goal my my goal was to start another business and this year mm -hmm. so you know we're closing in on last quarter almost last quarter and uh i haven't done anything yet so I'm like I'm kind of I'm kind of pissed at myself that I haven't pulled the trigger on anything yet. But it's also, and and I'm the type of guy that pushes everybody start a business, start a business. And these people are like, oh, well, why why haven't you started another business? And it's because it still has to be right. And I haven't found the right situation that is going to make sense. Like I've been close on a couple things, but it just it didn't work out. And I'm <clears> not going to like push it because. I want my my business I have currently to be able to run on its own to where I could step away and then focus on building something else. Yeah. So long-term goals is I'd like to own multiple businesses, three or four different types, whatever it may be. Hopefully recession-proof businesses that are going to be something that's always needed. I mean, I understand COVID happened, which kind of doesn't really apply to any business, but you know, I, I'd like to have I'd like to have enough options where if one of my business has a slow year, 
another one's had a good year and it kind of levels off. And I want to have generational wealth. I want like I want my kids to almost just walk into a, something that's running itself that they can take over. That's yeah. that's 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 kind of where I'm at. Yep. Um, but yeah. you. So I yeah the goal is to remove myself from one day from my company and, and scale the fuck out of it. Uh, I would like to own multiple companies. I do want to build a lot on the real estate side. Uh, I think it's the fastest way to build uh, yeah. income. You know, if you have the capital for it, it's the fastest way to to start building up super super passive income. They're not making any more land, right? I mean, exactly. What's theirs? There, people are always going to need places to live. Yeah. Even in the worst times where your rent has to go back, you're still going to have money cash flowing. Yeah. Um, I'd like to sit on a board of directors, and I'd like to invest in some companies as well. Um, that's, you know, the ultimate goals, right? Definitely multiple, definitely build like, but also build like an empire. Yeah. Like I want to build a fucking just massive company. Um, like I want to be that guy that's like on the business journal, like a picture of me, like, oh, Brad Loyette sold this business for a hundred million dollars to a acquisition yeah. company. Like yeah. that's what I want. I was just checking out the, uh, the worldwide technology guy yeah. who was a former professional soccer player and now he's a billionaire. Because he founded... Is it uh, Worldwide Technology? Callahan? Oh, because there's partners there. I'm thinking of the other one. The, uh, What's this guy's Ash. name? Jim Cavanaugh. Okay, yeah, Cavanaugh. Jim Cavanaugh, yeah. CEO, founder. And he's the guy that also helped uh, bring the St. Louis City uh, Football Club. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, so oh, like that. Yeah. A lot of enterprise was there too on that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So those are, that's my ultimate goal with my company. Um, so and it's totally doable. Like It is. Like I, I saw a quote, or not a quote, a video from John Travolta. And his kid was asking him, hey, what's it feel like to be 60? And he was like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, you're 60 today, dad. What's it feel like? And he's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm getting older. And he know, he's like, no, dad. Like, what does it feel like to be 60? Like, you're not that old. Like, look at, do you remember when you were 30? Like, pretty much what we are now? And like, it, it made me think, like, when you really think about it, your first 15 to 16 years of your life are stuck in school where you really don't have that opportunity to really build a business. Yeah. So in 10 years, essentially, from 20 to 30, I feel like I've built something that's pretty cool. That's in 10 years. Yeah. Like, by the time we're 60, literally could have almost anything. Oh, yeah. And, and people, I think that's in terms of entrepreneurship. I, I was just listening to Bedros Koulian's, uh book, and he says this, and a bunch of other people say it, is people really underestimate, um, they overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in five years. Oh, for sure. And then yeah. 10 years, right? So it's like, uh, if we're just scratching the surface on like entrepreneurship, yeah, it's like, and it's the, you look at it in terms of the compound effect, right? Unless yeah. you like build a business and you're like, I'm set with this amount of money for the rest of my life and like incrementally grow. Yeah. Like if your goal is to grow massively year over year, maybe you won't grow massively year over year, but it's still your goal. Compound effect is going to say that it's like, okay, maybe it's like little increments, but you're going to have huge leaps and jumps oh, as yeah. long as your goal is to continue to grow. You're going to be trending up the whole time. Yes, yeah. 100%. So do you believe that the entrepreneurship bug is innate or can it be built over time? So I think I think it can be part of you. I mean, I think also think it's part of your surroundings. Like I think that's why 
I have what I have, but then I also have a sister who has no desire to own her own business. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, how'd that happen? But I also think, which is another reason I kind of wish Dan was here because he's talked about it before, is I think the people who are honestly some of the most successful entrepreneurs are the ones that had it the hardest. Like just in the Bedros book, like that dude, like they came to America, his dad had like $21 in his pocket. Yeah. Like, like the people who have the hardest work the hardest to get what they want. From there, it was part of like the Communist Party. Yeah, Russia. like literally, they snuck away from communism to get here. Yeah, you know. So it's like, I, I, I think that it is built into you by the situations you're around, whether that's good or bad. And I also think that like rich dad, poor dad type stuff, which is probably honestly one of my favorite books right now, is that you kind of see the. Like you can see this when you're out with friends or, you know, couples. Like you can see like that person is an employee. Like they are happy working from eight to five, getting yep. their insurance, collecting their healthy paycheck and going home. Right. But then there's also the people who are like, I want more and I want a little bit more. And those are the people that end up starting a side hustle and then turning that into a business or they're fucking Gary Vee in it, flipping shit at the fucking yard sales. Yep, it's a little bit of greediness. And then who was the guy that we were supposed to have on but didn't end up coming on? It was like the Navy SEAL. Oh, what was his name? Uh, he was like he was like a trainer for the Navy SEALs or something crazy <sighs> like that. He was on, he was on Rogan. Um, he came out with a book. But um, he talks about like, it's a little bit of narcissism, but not necessarily in a bad way. Yeah. Like the idea of like building a business, building an empire, it's like, I want more or yeah. I want to do something. Like this idea of I want to do something that other people haven't done. Exactly. Yeah. Like that's how I live my life right now. Like I want to do things that 1% of the world's done just yeah. because. Like yep. when somebody's like, oh, what'd you do this weekend? Like, you, you mean you fucking did that? Like, yeah. That's what I fucking did. Whether, yes. that's, whether that's something like running an Ironman or it's like fucking... Like, hey, I just bought a business worth fucking $10 million just because it sounded like a cool idea this weekend. Like, yes. stuff like that. Like, that's what I want to do in life. Yeah. It's badass. It's, like I said, it's a little bit of narcissism, but it's, it's a, they talk about how it's not necessarily a bad thing. So, I, uh, I would obviously be on the side of learned. Um, I never thought I would actually start a company until, like I said, I got fired from my other job, and that's when, you know, all that shit happened. Um, but it definitely helped being my first, having my first job in a small company that was building. And I learned it, I learned and developed the edge like more and more when I got into that company and kind of helping them develop like structures and processes and procedures. And then also just reading, you know what I mean? Like once I got the itch for reading and learning about people that are killing it, it was like, you know, the people writing books weren't like the, you know, VP of sales of XYZ company, yeah. right? The people that are fucking like Tony Robbins, right? Mm-hmm. He wasn't like, you know, HR manager yeah. over at this organization. It's like they ended up branching off and doing their own thing. Uh, and then f- through, I believe, through entrepreneurship, everybody goes through str- struggles, trials, tribulations. Like they, you go through shit no matter what type of entrepreneur you are learned to like articulate that and put it into books and trainings and resources. And honestly, like I didn't read a book until we started this book club two years ago. And books are like the cheapest knowledge you can get. Like 10 bucks, you can learn about somebody who's super successful. You can hear about all the shitty stuff they went through, how they got out of it. And if you pick up one thing from a book, you're going to have success from that. Oh, yeah. 
So, 100%. Um, Dan's actually calling. Oh, I'll wait on this. Actually, what up? What up? How was the pod? You're actually live on the pod right now. No, I'm not. Yeah, I just put you on speakerphone. What do you got to say? Hey, while you're on the while you're on here, can you tell us what are the main things people need? What are the biggest things people should consider before starting their own business? All right, this is a phone a friend. Yes. I can tell you all about what you need to consider. Let's hear it. All right, so if I'm actually on the pod right now. You are. What, what you need to consider is the vehicle. Like, look at the business as a vehicle. And how far is that vehicle going to get you? So if I want to start a business and it's making bows for girls' hair um, and you want to do it as a side hustle, you know, what, what does that vehicle get you, right? Like, can you make $3 a bow? How many bows are you going to have to do to make the amount of money that you want to make or, or scale your business to where you want to get, right? So every, every business that you get into, I think you should consider the long, the long term and, and what you can gain out of it before you get into that business. Uh, I do think that you should do something that you're fairly passionate about, but you got to be smart about it. There's a lot of people that start businesses with their passion, but they don't actually make any money in the long run. And then also you need to figure out what you can charge um, to scale. So you can, you can come in with a price point that makes sense if you're going to be an independent business owner. Um, but if you're charging a price that only pays for you, uh, that's not going to cover a sales team one day. That's not going to cover um, customer success team. It's not going to cover a lot of different people that you're going to need once you start to scale. So you got to look at your price point. Um, but I do, I'm also a believer in eating shit for those first couple of years. Uh, meaning working for a little bit cheaper to build a name, build a brand, build a um, really, yeah, build up your name. And from there, um, start to raise your price to a scalable price point. And that's it. Damn. Well, we uh, we we definitely are happy we answered. We got some fire from from DG over here. <laughs> we Hey, uh, for all of our listeners, we appreciate you calling in, Dan. Um, yeah. And keep listening. I make it work no matter what. I never... I never miss if I if I have any control over it. <laughs> okay, I'll call you after. Um, so the last question that we have is, and this is what I asked Dan, Brad. What do you think the most important things people should consider before starting their own business? And I'm sure a lot of ours are going to overlap. So um, let's just get through it because I feel like this is going to be uh, probably the most like tangible shit that people can take away from this. Right. Yeah. So I'm actually going to go a little bit against what Dan just said. And I think it should be something you have a passion for. Um, I mean, obviously, you need to audit and see if it's going to make you money, which I mean, there's some things that people have a passion for that just aren't going to make money. Mm -hmm. But if it's something you have a passion for, it's a whole lot easier to get up every morning and, and work because it's something you love doing. Um, I also think one of the important things that you need to do, which is kind of more nuts and bolts, is get legal. Like, get a hold of an attorney, set up an LLC, get your all your documents in order, um, get your tax ID, all that stuff. Yep. And I also think that you need to find a really good CPA because I think um, your accountant can be one of your biggest saving graces come tax season. I mean, he clears up my computer every single month and he also steers me in the direction of, hey, this is what it's looking like. This is how much you should probably spend. This is how much money you need to send into um, the financial advisor so we can, you know, get 
max out all your contributions. Mm-hmm. And um, so those are those are kind of my nuts and bolts things. And what's your ultimate goal with your companies? So I think what's important for setting goals is this is something that um, like a new to me mentor actually just told me about. I messaged you guys about, and it's actually pretty cool. It's called a personal financial statement. You guys heard of that before? No. So it's basically like you kind of calculate your net worth. You basically, you make a Excel spreadsheet, you have assets, you have liabilities. You literally write down every single asset you have, whether that's your house, your car that you have paid off, whatever it may be, your equipment that's in your building, your investments, everything yep. that's an asset, you put in one line. And then on the other side, you have your liabilities, you have your mortgage, your car payment, whatever those things are, they're your constant payments that you're making. Mm-hmm. And then you look at that once a year or once a quarter, whatever it is, and you kind of, you can look and see like, okay, well, where am I at this year versus where I was last year? And you can see if, if you're growing or if you're, you know, shrinking in, in your size because you literally can just, add, you know, subtract your liabilities from your assets and you get what your net worth is. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, there's a there's an app, and I haven't used it in a while, but there's an app, a free app that does that. If I can, I think it's called Personal Capital. Sounds like something that would be that. Personal Capital, yes, yeah, same thing. But it's like automatically, like you... Like it's a app instead of a, an Excel sheet. Yeah. And it just, you link your bank accounts all in there, your student loans, car, car yeah, payment, exactly. all that stuff. Um, and it'll calculate that. I need to get back to using that. So um, in terms of most important things, it's most of what Brad said. So the the biggest takeaways I got is first, you got to get your LLC um, or if you're S-Corp or C-Corp or whatever yeah. the other things are. And with that, you basically file for articles of organization in St. Louis or in Missouri. You go to mo.gov. Um, it's, you go there, it's like $50, right? They, they walk you through, it takes 15 minutes to set up. Uh, and then you have to get yourself an EIN number. Yep. Uh, you secure a, a legal name for your business, determine, uh, you know, this is all within the same deal. You secure a legal name, determine like member managed or manager managed, which most solo entrepreneurs don't have to worry about that. You're member managed. It all sounds like a lot, but it's really, really easy to go through. Also, if you have somebody that started their own business, have them walk you through it because it's going to make it fly by a lot faster. And I actually then, paid an attorney to do mine. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably what I should have done because I was like, what the fuck does all this stuff mean? Yeah. I had no idea. But you just got to decide your legal name basically and then pay the $50 and you can have somebody else do everything else for you. And then money. Um, get a bank account for your business um, and then... Um, if you don't have a CPA, which you probably should get one, uh, get a bank account and a savings account and then put at least 30% away because you're not going to know what the fuck you owe at the end of the year. And it's always better to overshoot than to yeah. undershoot depending on how you're gonna, how much you're going to make. Um, QuickBooks though, it's, it's like $25 a month for the first year to start off. So it'll link you directly to your bank accounts and you can go in every day and just classify, like, was this a personal spend or was this a business expense? If it's a business expense, what kind of business expense? At the end of the year, you give it to your CPA, you know exactly what you're doing. Um, it's going to make your life a billion times easier. Lastly, uh, for those that, uh, for like me, for a long time, like I was, were bad at saving and managing money, make sure you have a minimum of three to six months of reserves put away before you break away from that corporate gig. Because we all know in entrepreneurship, sometimes we just don't know when our next paycheck is going to be. And that's a big takeaway from the Josh Sample podcast we did. He said they only had one month of reserves for payroll. 
And I was blown away by that. At Drive? Yeah. That was super surprising to me too. I could not believe that. I'm like, one month? That's nothing. Right. I mean, but hey, it worked, I guess. Yeah. And luckily, Matt James made those contracts so tight so no one could get out of their uh, deals that they had. So that's why they were able to afford it. Legally binding. Yep. It's crazy. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's all I got. Do we have anything else? Anybody? So next week, we head to California interview Bedros. Yes. And then the following week, we're actually off from the pod because we're hosting our first in-person event. We are. So we actually, we've been meaning to say something on the podcast about it. So it's going to be September 15th. Brad, go ahead and give him a little bit of information. Um, So it's going to be at uh, Tech Artista. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Central West End. Yep. We're going to have some some food, some drinks. It's going to be pretty low-key. I think 12 people we're going to have there. Yeah, so for the first one, um, it's going to start at 7 p.m. Uh, the idea for this, uh, from my understanding, and, and Brad and Dan really kind of put a lot of thought behind this, but it's we want it to be small enough to where we can help people out. Uh, so the first one, it's or besides us, uh, there's going to be 12 other seats there. And the goal is to everybody introduce themselves, understand that we're all like-minded. We're all either entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs, or have been in the game for a fuck ton of time. And we want to walk through what we do and where our biggest issues are uh, from where we're at and just see if we can help each other out. We're going to put a lot of structure to this down the road, but this is the first step of many towards building a a group of professionals or or professionals, if you will. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people are, might look at it as like a networking event, but to me, I'm looking at it more as like a like a counseling event, maybe or something. Like we're this is this, like, is, this it's is a, a learning event. This is this is a brotherhood, guys. Yeah. If anyone, yeah, there you go. Almost a cult. <laughs> it's a cult. Like basically, you. We will do have, to have take, an initiation. Well, there's initiation. <laughs> there's the elephant walk. <laughs> there's a handful of things listen Paddles. it's gonna get weird for a while but it's gonna make it worth it yeah. once you're officially initiated and then you have to get a tattoo if yeah. anyone hands you a business card too we're just gonna kick them out yeah exactly okay. it's not a sales event it's <laughs> yes. nothing like that it's no. literally just like uh, it's almost like a behind closed doors like how are we gonna take over the world type deal yes Freemason oh, yeah. style shit. yeah well, I, again it's, it's Jim it, Jones we can't emphasize Cult. enough it yes in a sense I guess you are networking but it's like we want to bring together a group of like-minded men and women uh, that just want to kill it at shit and don't want to be part of like these super cliche networking events where it's just like Brad and Bobby were saying, like nothing but card passing. And then you get people calling on you for whatever the fuck it is. So um, we have no idea what it's going to be. Like we're not going to sit here and say we've got all the structure in the world, but the first event that I ever tried to make turned into this podcast. It turned into... There were six people, and then it turned down to four guys. Well, we did have those two fat chicks. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> we, we kicked them out pretty quick. Well, we didn't kick them out. They just didn't show back up. Yeah. Probably because they saw Dan. <laughs> and, it, and it was like, this guy cannot run anything. <laughs> <laughs> Literally can't run. Yeah. Uh, oh, but uh, September 15th, 7 p.m., Tech Artista, St. Louis. Uh, we'll post uh, we'll co- post a couple other things on Instagram. Hit us up uh, if you want to attend. Let us know. Otherwise, we'll talk to you next week and we'll be in California. That's right. Sunning. Deuces. Later. See ya. <laughs>